who shot the sheriff? Ron, hey, from Los Angeles, California, from Arcadia, California. Uh, this is, uh, what's the name of our show? Do we have a name? FDR. Oh, FDR. You're listening to FDR Radio, uh, which you might not want to listen to because we're a little different than uh, most radio shows. And uh, we totally never know what we're going to talk about, except when we do know what we're talking about. And then you hear the voice of the power of the Dr. Susie, who does her monologues, which are deliciously good. Ah, the wind, I opened the train window because it was too hot in here. The train is full of people. I don't know where they're all going but I wish they'd all go home. Uh, anyway, tonight we're going to talk about different things, which we nobody knows actually what we're going to talk about. Um, I was going to talk about uh, Sheriff uh, Villanueva, uh, who got himself in office as a progressive. This guy is nothing but a trumper, okay? And uh, <laughs> this guy... And not only that, he's a little stupid. Uh, he's wondering why all these homeless people come to California. Well, because it's cold in New Jersey. It's really cold. And they have a lot of problems back there. And we're more of a socialistic and caring uh, state, I guess. Um, and uh, so, therefore, we're always in a state of state. And uh, I think with that, I'm going to turn you over to my girlfriend, my wife, my beautiful lady. Uh, here she is, uh, Dr. Susie. Hi, doctor. Hey, Captain Max. Hey, hey, hey. I'm a little bit jealous of you. Ooh. Because your name is so easy to spell. M-A-X. And my name is S-U-Z-Y, but somehow I'm looking at this transcriber, it's automatic, and it's spelled S-U-S-I-E. So, transcriber, listen to me. I command you, I am your femdom, and you will spell it S-U-Z-Y. Why? Because I said so. Hey. Suzy. Yeah, well, they are spelling it right now, I'm seeing, it except is. they're just kind of spelling it out. I bet when I say Susie, right, they spelled it wrong again. Okay, we've got to change the system in more ways than one, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. But Captain Max is also right about something else, which is we never know what we're going to talk about on this show. It's a live ride. And sometimes it's a wild ride. And sometimes it's very intense, and sometimes it's just kind of a sleepy little ride through the scenery. And sometimes it's based on your calls, and you can give us a call and talk with us about any aspect of human sexuality, or actually any sexuality, Mm, really. Tell a story. For example, how many of you have had sex 
on a train. Oh, there you go. In the sleeper car. In the sleeper car. As we're rolling along. And I know there's a lot of people who like to have sex at the stations. Absolutely. (laughs) I've certainly had sex in trains many times. And let's just say it's a little more civilized than joining the Mile High Club, which is very cramped. Yeah, yeah. A little more room. Yeah, right. In the, in the, in the. Well, you get a sleeper car. In the sleeper car. That's the key. Yeah. Not if you're a peasant and you're riding in third class, and then uh, the Mile High Club might have to be in the bathroom, but you do not, you do not want to have sex on (laughs) a second class bathroom. No, no, those bathrooms are disgusting. Those are disgusting. But maybe in the luggage rack. Anyway, you could talk about your sexual experiences, or you could have a question about sex. We also talk about politics on this show quite a bit. So I don't know if you'd have a question about politics so much. It's not as though we have inside information like we do on sex. We sure do get deep inside. But we have opinions, and you might too, and you might want to just tell us yours, so you can call in with that. And the number is 626-461-5950. So, like we said, we don't really have a subject, but we have to have a title. Actually, Cinema Soloist said there that she would like to have sex on a train. So, anybody want to help here? Who said that? Uh, Harry says, airplanes have the Mile High Club. Why isn't there a cool name for sex on a train? Well, sex on a train. That sounds like a cool name. Or isn't there a sex term for making a train or doing a train? When you have one sex partner after the other, kind of like a gangbang, except everybody's in a train, something like that. I think there is a sex term for pulling a train. Anyway, if you want to pull a train with us, give us a call. Or you can post your comments, and they can be fun, or they can be serious, either one. Actually, I want to read a serious comment later. But I also want to say that we have to have these titles for the show. For some of the channels that we're on, they require it. And so our title tonight is Prince of Pegging, Sheriff of Beatings. So you might wonder why we are calling it that. And I'm not saying that we're going to spend the whole time talking about the Prince of Pegging and the Sheriff of Beatings. But, you know, we had to come up with a title and we thought that was kind of catchy. A little long, but hey, makes you want to know who are we talking about? Well, of course, Max already spilled the beans on Sheriff Villanueva. Am I pronouncing that right? This is something like that. Yes. Anyway, he is very brutal. He uh, got himself in as a progressive. Uh, he's anything but a progressive. And um, I don't know if I said that when we started, but one of the things that he was bitching about was all these homeless people. Yes, you did and, say yeah. that. And why are they in California? Well, uh, Mr. Sheriff because it's warm right right and 
Yes, you did say that, but you yeah. can say it again and yeah. again because that's the kind of show this but, is. By the way, right now, uh, if you're looking at your screen, uh, you see some three, four hot magazines and books that you should be reading uh, in a hot summer night and, uh, and photos, photos, lots of photos. Do you know that you can buy any photo? that's on there that's how we support ourselves when you buy goodies from us because otherwise (laughs) forget about it so before i lose the thread though the sheriff aside from all the other problems he has also been involved with some beatings that is his department has i guess arranged for that at least that's the article that you were talking about or the reference you made when you said you wanted to talk about beatings because I guess the people of Los Angeles County are going to have to pay a lot of money in the millions for an inmate who was beaten almost to death, not quite to death, but he was beaten by a violent predatory inmate that the sheriffs put him in a room with when he could barely defend himself against a rat in there, let alone a violent, predatory psychopath. And so, of course, this violent, predatory psychopath beat him up bad. Let me add something here. Uh, I had the opportunity uh, to uh, spend a few nights, uh, a few months, in Twin Towers and um, Here's how it kind of goes. Right. The sheriffs don't beat big guys up, okay? Sheriffs beat up old people. Yes, and he was old. Yeah. Challenged people. And, of course, he was very mentally not with it. Yeah. And true of all the other ones that are getting beaten. So what happens in the morning, they wake you up. And I was uh, right across the street from the courthouse. And uh, how they do this is they wake you up at 4 o'clock in the morning, they feed you, and then they put you on the bus. On the bus. And the bus goes around the corner to the courtroom. Mm, Right. Okay. And sometimes that bus can take all day. All day. To get there. Yes. And that's $75 per person to go around the corner. Right. And then it's $75 per person to come back around the corner. Right, which might take all night. It, which could take all night. And so uh, with my frustration and being up in a cell with six other people awaiting for the judge to call us in, at the end of the day, you are just exhausted and they get you back in the bus and they bring you back to, to the towers. And, uh, and then they dump you out of there and they put you, I was in a wheelchair, so I sat there in a wheelchair. And one of the things that you see it and smell at the Twin Towers is this wretched, warm, hot air full of human smells 
Okay, it's really disgusting. Vomit, poop. Vomit, poop. Uh, sweat. Just sweat. All, piss, all of these things. And then they blood. take blood. And then they take you back. Uh, and Twin Towers is connected by a big long tunnel that you have to walk through. And then they take you back to your cells. At this point, you're in single file, and you're walking along. And next week, actually, I'm going to tell you the deputy's name, uh, and not just one deputy. Um, one of the things that the um, uh, vets, the veterans uh, of war, uh, who are mostly now guards there, uh, reminded me of Abu Ghraib, um, started slapping an old man who could hardly speak, head slapping him. Oh, God. I mean, one after the other, one after the other, until finally the, uh, the deputy came up to him, took him and slammed him against a wall, oh his head. Oh, my God. Until the, the poor man, awful. poor man just fell to the ground. And, you know, sometimes they have some reason, like they were insulted or somebody stepped out of line. And sometimes they have no reason at all or that anyone can figure out. Right. And they mm. just seem to do it out of a sort of sadism it's that is what I call sadistic policing. And it certainly was on display uh, with George Floyd's death. But it's on display all the time in our police, in our sheriff's departments. It's part of policing now. Yeah, it's part of policing, and it's also part of a personality. Who would become a cop? To do good in the world? Well, I have to say I've had a few cops as clients in my sex therapy practice who are good. There are a few. I love good cops. It's like there are a few good apples. Yeah. But for the most part, the barrel is so bad. And I think it's gotten bad. Why? Because of corruption in all the police departments in the USA. And that corruption has to do with money. It has to do with clubs, Christo-fascist, white supremacist police clubs and gangs really and this has developed over the decades and it's very dangerous to the health of the community and the citizens and certainly individuals <laughs> and certainly our most vulnerable and certainly the most vulnerable because I can tell you this I have never seen a sheriff beat some big guy no, right. Never. They're all like either old people. This old man that I was talking to was right in front of me, and he was walking too slow. There you go. Said. So that's the reason. Yeah. They come up with a reason sometimes. That's correct. But it's really no reason. Right. Or you're eating the burrito on the way back, and then they give you one burrito when you come back from court, and you're exhausted late at night. Go ahead. So... These are the beatings that are part of our, at least, temporary title, which is Prince of Pegging, Sheriff of Beatings. And we are talking about our particular sheriff, 
Villanueva, the so-called progressive who has progressed to tremendous brutality. This guy is and, nothing but a thug. And we're also going to talk about the Prince of Pegging, and some of you know who I'm talking about already, and I'm sure you can't wait to hear what I have to say about it. And some of you don't know yet. So stay tuned while I go through a few of these fun comments we have. Michael Dopchi, I guess because there's a last name, I would guess that's Facebook. And he says, too bad we don't see you, Susie. He's very familiar with me. He doesn't call me Dr. Susie. That's okay. You can call me that, Michael Dopchi. And at least he spells Susie right, which I appreciate, S-U-Z-Y not like the transcribers. I'm sorry, Michael Dopchi, not sorry, but I didn't feel like going on video tonight. You can see me on lots of videos and pictures, but you know, sometimes I just wanna get into the sound. On YouTube, David D says, when I hear about our prisons in this country, it makes me feel shameful. Wow. Like I feel we should be better than that as a people. Amen and a women and a everybody else. David D. It's true. We should be ashamed as a country, even though it's kind of out of our hands because this is all about the privatizing of everything, of our government of our treatment of people. Even if the prisons aren't quite completely privatized yet, some of them are. But certainly the services are, like the food, like the buses. Different aspects of prison <coughs> systems are privatized, which makes it so much worse. And then we have sheriffs who are corrupt, who are beholden to the big campaign donors that generally are looking to police and sheriffs for protection against the citizens, for their corporations and themselves and their billionaire friends. That's what they're looking for from the police. And yes, David D., it is so cringe when people joke about prison rape in this country all the time, and they do. And I have to say, I might have a couple times, especially if it was about Trump. I don't know. But I do agree with you. It's, it's a tasteless joke, and that that does happen, and that it happens a lot because of the way guards match people up, so to speak. And it's terrible beatings, rapes, all that stuff that goes on in our jails and prisons because of sheriffs and guards that are getting some sadistic pleasure perhaps or certainly a sense of power and control over the people who are certainly being beaten and raped but also the rapists and the beaters because they could turn them in for that even though they arranged it. Of course, it's all kind of like a gang. It's like, hey, you're bad, I'm bad, so we gotta stick together on this. You gotta back me up. And they do it against the weakest 
people in those prisons, usually the people that are innocent, actually, which is funny, or the people that are there like Max was for something like failure to appear on something that didn't even go anywhere. So, yeah. Adriana says police brutality is a huge problem in this country. It just doesn't seem to be going away, which is sad. Not only is it not going away, it is getting worse. And yeah, we did get after George Floyd's murderer somewhat. But I almost feel like that was a token action because these police, they keep doing this. And like I said, there are some good apples in these bad barrels. And I've had quite a few of them as sex therapy clients. I think the ones that reach out for therapy are probably the better ones. They know that they need it. And I think anyone who is a police officer or a sheriff needs therapy, actually, some form of therapy. And I think, well, here comes my socialism, that the state should pay for these people to get real therapy so that they can handle their positions and not be so trigger happy. Andromeda Decker says, we have private armies, private police, so it's not a safe place, exactly. Everything is being privatized. And these police are often private, really private police, the ones that work for the city or county then get jobs on the side or they get retired and then they start working for corporations. It's all very incestuous and it's all about protecting the rich. Fuck the rich. That's the name of this show. It's FDR. It's also Franklin Delano Roosevelt. But you rich, you got to get fucked. Because you're screwing us. During the time that I was in Twin Towers at one point, they started taking me to Hawthorne or someplace every day. Every morning on the bus. Yeah. On this bus, $75. $75 there, $75 back. And, um, but nothing ever happened. I just sat, uh, I just sat uh, basically uh, in a cell. So my lawyer called and said, why are, you, why are you bringing this guy back and forth? You know, and the bus driver actually said, because dollars. Yes. And you know that uh, LA County, the second largest bus company, is the sheriff's department. They have the second largest bus company. And I'm sure they're all related. We're going to get into family values in yeah. a little while when so, we talk about the Prince of Pegging. But a lot of nepotism, whether they're actual family or friends or different back-scratching activities between our public servants, so to speak, and these private companies that are like basically mercenaries. So because this is a war is a against war. us, unfortunately. So, so the, the reason I, I bring this story up is because when my lawyer called and said that, um, one of the nurses comes in before they send me back, and she, they call me in their office, and it's two nurses, huge nurses. <laughs> they could have crushed me in one second. And they said, so, Max, you got a complaint? Uh-oh. 
Yeah, you shouldn't have a complaint. <laughs> no, no, no complaints here. I said no, not really. I just was wondering why I'm brought over here every 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 day. Just a question, sir. Just a question. Oh boy. So when I get back, instead of bringing me to my usual cell, they bring me Twin Towers has an interesting. I think it's the fourth or sixth floor. They have cages. Oh right. Yeah, they have little cages. And they put humans in there. So exactly, they put me in the cage, and it's raining and it's storming. It's the wet market, <laughs> just like they have in China, except this right. one's in LA. Wuhan. So uh, I'm in there for a while, and I hear people, sh- sheriffs walking back and forth. So finally, I get tired of it and say, "Oh, hi, hello! There's a human in a cage. A human in a cage." Wow, that's bold. Yeah, and a sheriff comes over. I said, I'm a human in a cage. And he says, you want to get out? I said, yes, because I'm a human in a cage. Okay. They let me out. Okay. And they bring me to a new cell. And there in the new cell is a guy that weighs about 300 pounds. He's about seven feet tall. Nice. (laughs) Hello. Someone to share your cage with. Yeah, right. How nice. A roommate. Yeah, a roommate. So I sit down with my roommate and we introduce each other. What are you here for? He says, uh, I'm here for rape. Nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> and he says, what are you here for? Uh, for, for not appearing in court. <laughs> Which, of course, nobody ever believed in, uh, in there because it never happened. So... So, what happened to you? I say. He says, you know, I was at a club. And I was security there. And, you know, as the club was closing, people were walking out and so forth and so on. And I meet this girl. You know, we're chatting. And it was very nice. And suddenly, somehow, she starts telling him a fantasy about being raped. Somebody sneaks in the apartment, they rape her, blah, 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 pop, pop. I said, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so I said, so what happened? So I said, well, well, I followed her home. And then when she was in there, I snuck in and I raped her. Ugh. Do not try this at home this or is anywhere. A, this, is, this is a smart security guard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that is walking around with a gun. There's too many of those. Yeah. Can you pass me that joint a second? I just want to get a little hit. Okay. And Robert Barringer says, The news shows that there were over 1,100 police killings in 2021. So I don't know if your story's done. Uh, you, yes, I'm done. I, I'm I don't. I. I mean, done, let's done, just done. say, like I said, do not try, try this anywhere. And this guy, apparently, I feel like I have to comment on this. Being a sex therapist, people might tell you their fantasies. Right, but that doesn't mean you should enact them. It means you should talk more about them, perhaps and find out more but that's not permission for you to act anything out at all i thought she'd like it he said 
I understand how he thought that because he's a little dumb. A little. A lot of us are a little dumb. Let's just say all of us think we're smarter than we are, I believe. In fact, that's why I often ask people to clarify things. I, I don't pretend to know what you're thinking when you tell me something. And you shouldn't either. And right now, we all got masks on, some of us do, and we're separated a lot, and we're also separated by politics and sexual judgment separates us. So it's very hard to understand other people of the so-called opposite sex or just the opposite side of the room or the same. You think it's the same, but it's not the same. So clarify and always use safe words and protocol. That's what kink is about. This guy, he, I thought you'd like it. Well, yeah, there are a lot of people that have rape fantasies that have uh, domination and submission fantasies. It's a very valid thing to play out, but you do it with kink protocol only, and certainly with very clear consent. Fortunately, this guy was in jail, and it sounds like you and he kind of got along, and I think I remember you telling me about him, well, he and is. he never raped you, or no. even pegged, well, he can't peg no. you, that's something a woman does to right. a man. Right. No, well, the only thing we had in common, yeah. We were both Jewish. <laughs> he oh, there was you Jewish. Go. Oh my God. That makes me feel worse right? and than say, Israel what and their apartheid behavior <laughs> towards Palestinians. No, what? not quite worse. But that is like that. And, and you know, there's so many Jews that do bad things. I almost understand anti Semitism, except no, there are no. a lot of Jews that do good things. I right. hope I'm one of those, but maybe you don't think so and yeah. Anyway, there's all kinds of people that do all kinds of things, and we shouldn't blame their religion. Although, there are Jewish fascists. That's why I don't ever say it's about the Christians. My problem is not with Christians. It's religion. It, no. With me. My problem is not even with religion. There's many wonderful aspects to religion. My problem is with religious fascism, and with certainly Jewish fascism, with... Islamic fascism and with something that is commonly called Christo-fascism and that is getting more and more common and I got a problem with that because that's trying to inflict the Christian morality on some of us who do not subscribe to that morality and that is not according to freedom of religion which is supposed to be one of our rights in the United States However, who knows now, because the U.S. Supreme Court justices, who are really the injustices, have thrown it out the window and put Christofascism in the seat of judgment of the United States of America, and I don't appreciate it. And so, we go to our other theme of the evening, which is the Prince of Pegging. 
brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, princes and princesses, duchess and dukes. Mm -hmm. So, I just started seeing this hashtag, I guess, the other day on Twitter. I thought it was a joke. Maybe it is a joke. It's kind of a funny joke. And it might be real. And I don't mean to make fun of people who enjoy pegging, but it is interesting when it's a prince. I'm not talking about the prince, meaning prince party like it's 1999. Not that prince. Although he probably enjoyed pegging too, sometimes. But he was not the prince of pegging. No brothers and sisters and subjects of the British monarchy. We're talking about your prince. Get your prince, Britties. Yes, indeed. And by that, I mean Prince William. He is the prince of pegging. Woohoo! Which I'm sure that those of you who were interested in found out as I was talking. Because you're all. He's not the one that was the codex, on Google. right? No, that was but back. that was his father. <laughs> I was going to say, a lot does run in the family, speaking of family values, because William's father is, of course, the Prince of Wales, right? And he is the one that appears to have had an interest in being a tampon. Would you like to be a tampon? Inside of his lady love of that moment, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall. And that's Prince Charles, of course, who was at the time that he fantasized of being a tampon inside of Camilla, not a cotex. That would be a little large to get inside. Prince Charles is not that large, darling. But anyway, he wanted to be a tampon, and he didn't even specify that it would be the large size, inside of Camilla. Mm -hmm. So he obviously is a red wing man, because we know when we ladies like to wear our tampons, it's not just any old time, it's that time of month. Anyway, fine. I think red wing men are terrific. Of course, he was cheating on his wife, Diana. And, of course, she was cheating on him, I believe, as well. I think with her riding instructor or chauffeur or somebody that had to do with transportation. Because she was always going somewhere. Anyway, we come now to the progeny of Prince Charles and Princess Diana. And that would be, no, not Prince Harry and Princess Meghan of Montecito. 
No, I mean Prince William, who I believe is next in line to the throne after Charles. And I have a question on YouTube from David D. What is pegging? Right, it's got nothing to do with your Aunt Peggy, but pegging is actually a wonderful thing. A sexual practice in which a woman, this is usually defined as a woman, I'm not sure how you define a woman, but someone who considers herself a woman penetrates a man, and again, this could be any kind of man, because everybody has an anus, and we're talking about a woman penetrating a man's anus with a dildo, usually a strap-on dildo. No. Now, pegging is great. Max, as you could hear, is not particularly into it, although he did let me give him a suppository when he needed it, and he was okay with that. But lots of guys really, really love pegging. I'm telling you, they love it more than anything. I can't tell you how many guys, and these are all kinds of guys. I mean, basically, it's anal sex, but it's usually with a woman involved. I would say even a finger is a type of pegging, or let's say a pre-pegging activity. And the strap-on is the ultimate in pegging, and it did get invented, the term that is, well, who knows when it was invented, but Dan Savage popularized it. So we have to give him credit. And the anus, which is always involved in pegging, is a pleasure center, a very powerful pleasure center. Women have pleasure in anal sex too. But we have another hole, so we don't often get as excited about it. I mean, we get excited about it. There's a lot of women that really love anal sex for various reasons. They might like it better than vaginal. We don't have to get into that, except to say, I would guess that most women prefer the vaginal because I don't know, they got that hole, so why not? But guys only have the anus down there. I mean, you got the pee hole, but you can't stick much in there, right? I would expect another sound from you from that. How about sticking something in your pee hole? They call that a sound. Ooh, right in the pee hole. Some guys like something in the pee hole. That's right. Yeah, some people like that. Oh, uh, yeah. When we had Lady Sydney on the show, she actually performed a sound on one of her submissives. And I think you left the room during that, Max. Probably. It was a little bit like surgery, I have to say. Someone on my fantastic staff, they are not saying who, says pegging as a term was coined in 2001. Okay. And I have heard that it was popularized by Dan Savage. So anyway, pegging is great. The anus is a pleasure center. And by that, I kind of mean the outside part with all the nerve endings that make it feel good to take a poop. 
although sometimes it hurts, especially if you have hemorrhoids. If you have hemorrhoids, you probably don't like pegging that much. I would say that would be a party pooper, pun intended. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> anyway, the prostate is also a pleasure center. And that's deep inside. Sometimes you have to curve your instrument a little bit, which could be a dildo or it could be a finger. Finger has to be pretty long to reach the prostate. Or they have these special dildo devices that are curved, like an S-curve, to reach the prostate and stimulate it. And that can create all kinds of special orgasms, sometimes really intense ones, and sometimes where you're milking the orgasm. It's a very advanced male sexual activity. Harry says he heard someone refer to an orgasm from pegging as a butt nut. Hey, hey. Yes, indeed. That makes sense as well as rhymes. And of course, orgasm can be internal, like an analgasm. And it can be external, like anal stimulation that leads to an ejaculation or a combination. It really is a great thing, pegging. All kinds of anal is wonderful. And the act of sexual surrender, we should not neglect to talk about that when it comes to pegging because to some degree, whenever you're being penetrated, you're surrendering. You may still be bossing someone around, <laughs> like saying, okay, a little to the right, a little to the left, ah, not that deep, okay, use some more lube. And actually, I think that's a good idea, especially if you're just with someone for the first time. To give instruction, to top from the bottom, if you're getting something up your butt, you wanna give a little information about what feels good and what doesn't even if you're in a BDSM relationship, but certainly when you're hoping for a sensuous experience or a combination. But even if you're topping from the bottom, when you are feeling that penetration, you have to surrender. I think everybody does. And in the moment of orgasm, you surrender. And I think this is particularly exciting for powerful people. Whether you're male, female, or non-binary, if you're a powerful person in the day-to-day -day life, or even if you're not that powerful, but you just kinda work hard and you're constantly trying to control a machine, maybe you're a driver. You're not that powerful in the world, but you're always working something. It feels really good to surrender. You know what they say, what I say, in war, surrender is defeat. In pegging, 
in sex, surrender is sweet. It's a nice thing, surrender. It really is. And so I'm all for it, really, for all kinds of humans. And I think it's probably good for powerful men, especially, maybe, because we do still live in a patriarchal world, even with the queen. It really has no negativity in my view, but it is used to make fun of Prince William. I also want to say it has nothing to do with sexual orientation. That's why pegging exists. Because, of course, a lot of guys who like men enjoy anal stimulation, anal penetration. They don't usually call it pegging. They call it anal sex or anal intercourse or just, you know, fucking. Hey between guys. But when you're a woman doing it with a strap on, the technical term, and you're doing it to a guy, is pegging. So so would like a butt plug be considered pegging or not? Well, what I it, think that's the on the borderline. What's the difference between a butt plug and a pegging? Okay, so a butt plug you usually think of as something you keep inside your butt or you sit on, not something that's part of a strap on. Right. But it could be. So that's why I say it's kind of a fine line. Because you could have a butt plug on your strap-on and then, hey, you're pegging. Yeah. But that's not how people usually think of a butt plug. You usually think of it as something you kind of sit on or yeah. somebody sticks in you and you walk around with. Sometimes you have a feather well, hanging a, off yeah, of it. It's a, it's a diarrhea stopper. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry. But okay, I mean, you're going to get a spanking. <laughs> I have experienced, actually, in a show, mm -hmm. a, let's see, I don't know if we'd call it a Peggy, because this was a trans woman who was being screwed by another woman who was wearing a strap-on. So, it's kind of a pegging, but... It was a penis owner, we'll just say that, but a very feminine person and a, I'm not sure, in those days, this was in 2005, we weren't that strict about naming names and pronouns. But in any case, maybe this would be called pegging and it was pulled out uh, with no. great fanfare and yes, there was poop on the head. And everyone, oh no, including me. But hey, it was on camera. You can see it if you watch my 2005 birthday bacchanal. This was a big show. This was a huge, beautiful show. There's lots of beautiful eroticism. And then there's this poop on a dildo well, that, that was taken care of with great professionalism and alacrity by Mistress Genevieve who I love, I have known her for years, since actually 2004, and have seen her at a few DomCons. I believe she's either in Texas or New Orleans now, but she is fantastic. Everyone was going, ew! I think it was Brittany Andrews who was doing the pegging, 
and it was somebody called Pony Boy. So there was boy in the name, but very feminine with beautiful boobs and a beautiful penis and a lovely butthole that was not quite clean. So clean your butthole, everybody, before you do your pegging, okay? In this case, an enema might be a good idea. I don't usually, usually suggest should, enemas. Yeah, right. Enemas are not good to take a lot of, but before you do your pegging action, I would say the proper thing to do, especially if you're British, but in any case, would be a strong enema. Now, by strong, I don't mean with drugs. They put drugs into enemas that can kill you, so don't do any of that. Daniel B. says, it's good to discuss this openly rather than keep it mysterious. It will lead to healthier practices. Yes, that's true, Daniel B. on YouTube. I hope to help people with this, especially since the prince is doing it. So we think. We don't know. It's a rumor, okay? This is not necessarily true. I just think that because it's a rumor, it's a point of discussion that we should have. And Harry says, butt plugs sound like kinky, renewable energy. Absolutely. Most sex is, actually. Most sex is renewable, including your ejaculations, guys. Hey, I don't agree with these people that say, save your ejaculations, whether they're Christian or they're tantric Buddhist or Tai Chi, whatever. I don't agree with that. It replenishes, and as a matter of fact, one way to lose the ability to ejaculate is to not ejaculate very much. It atrophies, just like any unused muscle. So keep using it. And I know it's tough in the corona apocalypse, which we're still in, and this other stuff that we're in. <laughs> Wartime and culture wars and also women getting pregnant and having to bear the baby forced breeding i call that yeah so you might not get the kind of sex you want you know it's like that old saying if you can't be with the one you love love the one you're with i'm not necessarily saying that but what i'm saying is have some form of sexual expression might i suggest phone sex while you're at it or perhaps if you're also having mental problems aren't we all phone sex therapy, which yes, you can get at the Dr. Susan Block Institute when we're not on the air. Actually, you could get it when we're on the air, but would be from other therapists at 213-291-9497. Uh, so, let's see. Ruby A says, the Bible says the only religion is helping orphans and widows. Is that what the Bible says? Which butt? Okay. I don't know. I thought there was more to it than that. But <laughs> Okay, Ruby. Well, you know, I think it's important to help orphans and widows and also widowers. Well, widows, yeah, they, you should really help them, especially if they have a lot of money. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Actually, that brings me back to the royals and helping people who have a lot of money which is really the essence, Captain Max, of corruption. And I know you were joking, I guess, although it's true. In this capitalist world, 
we all want to help people who can pay us. Now, sometimes they pay us legally, and sometimes, you know, it's uh, under the table, and sometimes it's kind of legally and underhanded, such as, well, let's start with royalty, because at the same time that this hashtag, Prince of Pegging, was in vogue on Twitter, which it might still be in vogue on Twitter, so was the hashtag abolish the monarchy. And I believe they're talking about the British monarchy. Yes, indeed. Nothing wrong with pegging and nothing wrong with the prince pegging. Just like there's really nothing wrong with Prince Charles imagining he's a tampon. Although he was cheating. But she was too. But anyway, we won't get off into their relationship, Princess Diana and Charles. So pegging is great. And you should learn how to do it so you do it right. But these Randy Royals, I guess what it is is that when we hear about the pegging, we realize, oh, that's why he acts like he's got to stick up his butt. Maybe he actually does. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But you kind of wonder about who they are and what they do. Royalty gets paid for doing basically nothing. Well, except for being born into a royal family. And for that they get money, gifts, fancy clothes, prestige, protection, a staff, everything, basically for doing nothing except being born into a royal family. Now, the U.S. doesn't have royalty, do we? Uh, well, the only royalty we have in this country is uh, these uh, actors. We definitely have royalty. <laughs> and the actors are only the beginning. Right. Actors, let's say celebrities, are treated like royalty in our society, maybe even better. And I used to wonder how certain celebrities got so famous. Maybe certain celebrities that don't seem to be so talented. Or their looks, eh, not so great. Work ethic, eh, hardly. But often, if I keep researching, I find that their parents or their grandparents was also somebody famous, AKA Hollywood royalty. Mm -hmm. What a concept. Look where our American Revolution got us. And yes, because of our tax laws, they are basically taking as much money from us as 
the British royals take from the poor Brits. So pity the poor Brits and their corrupt royal family, and they are corrupt. And they do have some interesting sexual habits, and I haven't even gotten into Prince Andrew. <laughs> but it's the corruption. It's seeing these people that, what are they really doing? And yet, of course, at least it's kind of out in the open. Whereas in the US, we have this idea of merit. But really, no, no, no. It's royalty. We've got our own royalty. And let's just say celebrity or not, it's very much about money being passed on in the family. That's the family values that we have here. And we have a very favorable to the family law for passing on your inheritance. In other words, it ain't taxed enough at all. Not like FDR taxed the rich, which was about 90% at one point. And the economy boomed. And he got us out of a major fucked up depression. Recession, depression, that was a depression. He got us out yeah. of that depression. And he didn't do all good things, you know. Certainly the Japanese internment camps In were Arcadia. Terrible. Right here where we are. Right here in Arcadia, California. There was a Japanese internment camp. Yeah. And that was terrible. <clears throat> but he at least tried to inject a little socialism. Maybe because he had to, but he did. And who knows what Hoover would have done. He certainly wasn't doing much good when he was president. So the celebrities are bad enough, but here in America, we have politicians that are also a kind of royalty and that, uh, especially in the case of many in the Senate, are about as old as Queen Elizabeth, and they only leave the Senate in a coffin. <laughs> and lots of family connections there, lots of nepotism. Look at the Trump family. They were our rulers for four years, and they still are at it, the whole family. And the Biden family, to a lesser extent, but still, the Kennedy family was, of course, Camelot. And the Bush family got us over the Vietnam syndrome. I wish we still had the Vietnam syndrome and would make love, not war, make kink, not war, not go to war. But now, thanks to the Bushes, we got back into perma-war, permanent war, like permanent press except instead of just spraying chemicals into your pants, we're destroying the earth with our military and perma-war. And our celebrity planes. And the celebrity planes and celebrity yachts. And of course, 
the celebrity control of this country, the billionaire corporate control, thanks to the Supreme Court's Citizen United ruling. And many of us say that this latest iteration of the Supreme Court is just the worst, and it is. But in 2010, that Supreme Court gave away our rights as people to the corporations and the wealthy. Yep. Well, the, the royalty now is the rich and it is the, uh, um, the celebrities and the rich. Those are our, our royalty. And uh, as I said, and it's family passing it on. This whole idea of merit and democracy is getting corroded so that we see behind the curtain, which is now revealing what it was concealing, which is that we are ruled by an oligarchy. That's all there is to it. And it's a combination of certain very wealthy business people and you could say politicians who are given their marching orders by corporations mostly involved in the military industrial complex as well as in the oil industry and maybe the food industry but mostly the oil. And they call the shots. And that's where your inflation is coming from. Not to say our politicians are not partially responsible and we have to put pressure on them. And yes, putting pressure on Biden does help. But really, who's jacking up these prices? The corporations that own you and me and all the stuff we need and they know we want and so they are jacking up the prices and yes this terrible war that we're in and we really need to negotiate a peace none of us are clean we all have a little poop on the dildo here <laughs> so we need to stop the war it's ruining the earth And that includes the humans who are directly being pulverized, as well as the rest of us who are being hurt in various ways, especially the global south. So we've got to make kink, not war. And pegging is cool, you know, it's okay. It's a lot better than a lot of things. And I don't mind having a prince into pegging. And my prince is not. I have a prince who's not into pegging. Oh, I'm riding. You oh, you're into riding a horse. <laughs> I'm getting All away right. from the peggers in the woods. <laughs> no, but a lot of guys I, I, I are into pegging. No, no, I think it's perfectly okay. Whatever you want to put up there, that's not dangerous. Not too dangerous. But uh, some people feel that. The royal couple, which would be Prince William and his wife Kate, 
who supposedly knows, I'm glad she knows, actually, and is okay with him pegging, I guess, whoever he's pegging, as long as it's not her old friend, Rose Hanbury. I'm starting to sound British. Well, not really, but fake British. (laughs) Anyway, a rumor has it that she was a mistress of Prince Will's. Though is she the pegger is my question. I'm not sure. He certainly is a Peggy. And that has nothing to do with having the name Peggy. Although if your name is Peggy, you might consider changing it. Like if your name is Karen, please, all you nutty people out there don't do anything with the name Susan or Susie okay I know Sarandon has it and so does that other one the senator from Maine but really let's just leave it alone but in any case the name Peggy might be confused with what the prince of pegging is which is the Peggy and it appears that the current pegger is someone else, much to Kate's relief, or so the rumors say. But the kind of angry people are saying, well, it's all well and good that you enjoy pegging. And by the way, I am very, very proud of Twitter for not making fun of pegging, really. I didn't see a lot of that. So that is great. What I did see was people saying, okay, you can do your pegging, but we will make fun of you for it, because why not? And also, we know that you tried to distract the media from your pegging with talking shit about Prince Harry and Prince Meghan of Montecito. So we don't like that. And honestly, I guess I don't like that either, but I don't know if any of this is true. Yeah, who who was that great American that said, I think it was earlier, to peg or not to peg? That is the question. Right. And I would say, if a guy enjoys it, and I'm having sex with him, and he is clean, he would have to have an enemy. Not an enemy. Ah! An enema! (laughs) Okay. Or he could have an enemy if he's in Abu Ghraib and they're pegging him. Well, actually, if you think of my strap-on as your enemy and you push out with your sphincter muscle, honestly... Your stinker muscles? Mr. Peggy... No, your sphincter muscle. Oh, yeah, yeah, the sphincter muscle. Which, if you've had an enema, is not a stinker. Right. So if you have your enema and you use your sphincter muscle to push out against my strap-on dildo or butt plug or... Pooper scooper. No, no, no. No No poop. No, no. no. If you're doing this with me, you have had an enema and you are not all poopy. So we are just going in and you are pushing out with your sphincter and that is your kind of feeling like, no, no, no. Almost not really but almost like you're being coerced like you're being penetrated against your will it's just a fantasy though and you're pushing out trying to push it out of you let me tell you I will push it in 
and that will feel really good. Really good. If you push out as I push in, and sometimes this is true with the vagina too, by the way, actually. This works with any hole, really. But it has to be a game. It can't be a real non-consensual activity or this thing doesn't work at all. Let me just tell you that and it's a terrible criminal thing. But if you're just playing that game of pushing out like, oh, I don't want that, push out. Then it pushes in and you go, ah. It's what you call friction and really orgasm is friction. So that's a great way to have it. And it is to some degree about surrender because you push out like in this attempt to push your enemy out. And then of course you can't push out because no sphincter muscle is going to push out a dildo unless the pegger really doesn't know what she's doing. Dr. Susie, I thought you were gonna read something before this show is over from one of the... You're just interrupting me because you don't want to hear about pegging anymore. <laughs> no. I know you. But you're no, right. No, no. I did want to read something before the show is over. And the show is Almost getting over. towards over. Yeah. So, so a little sorry. bit earlier... Right. So if you want to hear more about pegging, I guess you're going to have to call well, us. Okay. You can do that. but uh, No, no, no. I'm, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh. That's the thing about a show like this. Well, I was just saying that if they want to hear more about pegging, we're going to be having dinner after the show at the Derby in Arcadia. So if you want to join us. And talk about pegging at the Derby? Yeah, it's a very elegant restaurant. And, also, the, and the sphincter muscle, right? Yeah. Horse. <laughs> well, honestly, uh, no. if you ride just right, you might get that's right an orgasm either a vaginal orgasm or an anal orgasm oh, wow. from just riding and i am not talking about having sex with a horse i have had sex on a horse as in the guy was behind me and penetrating me as i was riding a horse <laughs> it was very hot that's not pegging unless you're pegging on the horse which would be me behind the guy with a strap on. I told you I wasn't going to talk about pegging anymore. I'm going to talk about Facebook. I posted some pictures on Facebook, as I did on Twitter and IG. And they're from our Bonoboville reunion with Vice TV, which climaxed a whirlwind bacchanalian weekend of fun and frolic and friends and lovers. And so I posted some pictures of the weekend besides the main show, which I had posted a few weeks ago. So these are just some fun pictures of dinner and kissing and kind of playing on the bondage cross by the Steinway baby grand piano. A lot of erotic art. No politics. 
which is a little bit different for me, I must say. I usually post on Facebook pictures or the show, which is, of course, very political, as you can hear. And I post pictures often related to some kind of show that has to do with politics. For instance, the Bonoboville Reunion show did have to do with politics. It was very anti-war. So I talked about politics a little. But this particular post was very just pretty pictures, fun, eclectic stuff. And I got mostly fun, eclectic comments. And I hate how Facebook tells you what's most relevant, as if it knows. It, it never knows gives me most relevant. None of this is more relevant than other stuff. Anyway, you should put on newest, and then it'll present everything. Abe taught me that. Okay. So mostly it's like, wow, you look great, amazing photos, fabulous, fantabulous, beautiful, a renaissance of timelessness, fun, and exotic curiosity, said by Kristen Rock. That's rather poetic. Anyway, stuff like that. Then I get a comment from a guy named Dan, I'll just say. I won't say his last name. Although you can see it on Facebook, so you'll see it. But he just writes, Trump 2024. Which I thought was very strange. And I wrote back, hmm, how did this little amosexual, Christo-fascist, anon maggot incel get on my rather non-political picture post here? Of course, I don't know that he's all this stuff exactly, and yet I did glance at his page and I could see that he's enough of this stuff. And then I said, well, it's not as bad as if he's spraying bullets through my window but it is annoying, and that is true. It is annoying, and uh, these are the same people, by the way, that are trying to tell me what books I can read. Right, which is yeah. what I would call Christo-fascist, yeah. telling me what kind of books I can read. Yeah, that I can't buy condoms or birth? Control. Control. Right. Mm. That is very Christo-fascist, yeah. and freeing people to get guns anywhere and right. AR-15s, and any right. kind of people. Right. And so that I would call amosexual, whether you carry a gun or not. Because the court certainly is amosexual. Uh, you know, the, the right wing is talking about freedom, 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 freedom to carry around these fucking guns. Why don't you get some freedom to read? Why don't you actually learn to read? Um, and discover why you're such so miserable in your fucking life. So yes, I was insulting the person that posted this, obviously. And after all, they're kind of insulting me. I think they know that I'm not going to like Trump 2024. But I wasn't actually sure because this person is not friends with me. And they were posting on a post that had no political content. And so I wasn't sure. 
Then I got a long response, Captain Max. All Should right. I read it? Yes. I, could I interrupt at some point to put in my two yes. schnauzworth? Yes, okay. okay, because it is rather long. No, so wait. let's just say... You have say ten minutes. Ten minutes. We'll read it okay. and interrupt it a bit. But a bit. let's just try to get to yeah. the end of it because it's ahead. important, I let's think. Let's do it. And it's rather well written, even though I don't agree with Dan. About it's a Trumper that can write? Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, after all, Trumpers do have speechwriters, don't they? And stuff like that. Okay. I have listened to your political views on YouTube, and I do not agree with them, it happens. I wonder why he listens on YouTube and not on Facebook. He's writing on Facebook. Okay. Well, I'm glad he's multi-platform, so he's into diversity when it comes to platforms. All right, I am already doing little asides here. Your little post, he writes, my little post. That sounds like, I, uh, what's his name from the uh, TV show? Yeah. The drug guy okay. that died. So he's a little bit you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. minimizing my value here, but okay, my little post. Oh, yes. Maybe, quote, non-political, but your page. That's a profile, <laughs> by the way. That's not a page, Facebook terms. Your page is very political. So be it. Okay. So be it. So be it. Period. I love how the left denounces name-calling, but practice the very same themselves. Now, I personally am a sexy lefty, and I don't really denounce name-calling. In fact, when I used to criticize Trump a lot, and actually I still do, I didn't criticize him for his name-calling. I actually think he's pretty good at that. And I've always done name-calling. Of course, you have to. You have to call out what people are doing. I just don't agree with the names they're calling or the types of descriptions. Yes. It went real quick. We didn't start that. It was a guy in with, with strange hair and... And a fat oh, ass. Oh, the, the extreme name. The, yeah, that yeah. started with this. Now he's brought it into the culture. Now we're all calling extreme, each other yes, names. Yes, he has brought the extreme. He's liberated <laughs> right. us to call names. Right. So I admit I used to call Bush names. So it's not the I left, used to call though. Bush a chicken yeah. hawk pussy. Sure. Except sure. I now feel that that is an insult to the word pussy. Although his name, Bush, and the makes it irresistible. And, you know, I say Dick and Bush, the two chicken hawk pussy named Bush. He's also chicken hawk, the dick. Anyway, I've been insulting the right for years, but I never criticize the right for insulting the left. I criticize you for stealing my money, okay? I criticize you for telling me what I can read. I criticize you for forced breeding. He goes on to say, I am not an amosexual, quote, whatever that means. Huh. Well, if he supports the Republican Party platform, which he seems to based on his page, he is an amosexual. He supports guns above life. Right that though. is Thanatos above Eros. That is giving your Eros to Thanatos. And I have several clients, I'm thinking of one in particular, who does not have a gun, but he is amosexual through and through. He loves guns. And he's very well aware 
of the dangers of his fetish, thanks to me. <laughs> but also, you know, he pays attention. So you can be amosexual and not have a gun. Nor am I a Christo-fascist, quote, whatever that means also. Well, actually, on his page, he has people giving the Bible and somebody in rainbows says, don't force your perspective on me. And so the idea is that the Bible person is not forcing their perspective, but the rainbow person is. So no, excuse me, but you have a rather Christo-fascist meme on your profile. You right-wingers are just about the dumbest people that I've ever met. You, you've been brainwashed really bad. And then he says, nor am I a QAnon believer. Like, someone should even take that seriously. Did you? He sounds like a former QAnoner. Yeah. <laughs> Did you cash any checks uh, that were sent by the liberal uh, administration? Did you, Did you cash any of them? Uh, hey? Well, that doesn't make him a QAnon. No, no, no. But I just, you know, I, I love these uh, right-wingers who get on the lefties for socialism and then, when is that check coming? Well, I cash Trump's check, so. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, you, I, I cash. I understand. People need money. So he's not a QAnon believer. You know, it's out of fashion now. That's why I call it QAnon, because back then it was... A QAnon-infused insurrection. You see them all over the place in that white riot. Wasn't Antifa? I thought it was Antifa. <laughs> well, that's what they say. But that's you look around and you see Q. You see the signs. You see the people. It's all there. But it's kind of fallen out of favor, partly because, hey, their prediction that Trump would stay president is not exactly true. Truth still has a place in our lives. Dan continues, but I am a conservative and a supporter of Donald Trump. Right. And those Republicans who support him and a MAGA supporter. Therefore, he is all those things. Yes. Because if he supports Donald Trump, who put the three Supreme Court injustices in, he's right. a Christo-fascist homosexual, And he's a MAGA supporter. So I called him a maggot. So I, he's all the things I called him. Anyway, I guess that's what makes me a danger. Actually, I didn't say that. I just said he was annoying. But let me go on. I must be stopped. I must be silenced. You know what? I didn't say that. He says so much for freedom of expression. First of all, I'm keeping his comment on my page. You are wrong, Dan. I am not taking away your freedom of expression. Look at YouTube, okay? Look at your own right-wing corporate controllers when you worry about your freedom of expression. Please, look at Facebook itself. And I know these people like to portray themselves as somewhat liberal and they have the rainbow flags. But seriously, they are billionaires who support your guys' policies. Now comes the interesting part. I have used your services and have enjoyed them immensely. And thank you for supporting us so that we can fight against the fascists. You got to know that's true, Dan. Yeah, Dan, 
you got to know that we don't get paid for our politics. Right. Therefore, we appreciate your business. The support of the right. That helps support us to both get me nice high heels and makeup and panties. And give you pleasure. And, yes, of course, nice vibrators. And yet also spent on doing this show just to make it run and put it out there. So we appreciate that. Dan's note is well written, but I just happen not to agree with the politics. Nor do I agree with his assessment that I'm wrong. With all due respect, Dan, I am right. You are wrong about my assessment of you. I do not feel that I have silenced you in any way. You're here on my profile. In fact, you're on my fucking radio show. Fucked a rich. How rich are you, Dan? <laughs> I have used your services and have enjoyed them immensely. You can block me if you want. I don't know if that's a play on my name, but uh -huh. of course I don't block you, Dan. Do you want me to? Uh, you know, people are funny. Dan, I don't block you. He says, I have no ill will towards, he's, he puts the word towards twice, which is kind of cute, okay. towards you or anyone who follows you. I hope you have none towards me. And I do not own a firearm of any sort. I do not spray bullets through windows like some people do, be them on the right or on the left, but mostly mentally ill. Uh, we can talk about that. Yeah. But I do look forward to reading your book. I guess he means the bonobo way. Yes, the bonobo way. Could mean that. Could mean and, yeah, yeah, can, uh, Ten Commandments of Pleasure. Can I just say one thing? Oh, okay, let me continue. Ahead, ahead, he ahead. says, I do look forward to reading your book and continuing using your services. Or do I need your permission for that? Of course you need my permission, Dan. I'm the boss lady. But you have my permission already. And let me just say, we have a lot of Trump supporters as clients. You guys need sex therapy more than anyone, probably. There is such a thing as post-Trump sex disorder, and it strikes all of us, left and right. We have to deal with this time. It's not even about Trump, really. It's about this era that we are in that, in a way, is symbolized by Trump. And the dangers, as I see it, as you see it, the great hope. I'm not going to say the W word for that, but you know what I mean. The great hope. That's for you. For me, it's a danger, Trump. And yet, yeah, of course, we believe in servicing you, helping you deal with your sexuality, whatever you need, whether it's serious telephone sex therapy, a discussion about your feelings or your past, what happened to you, your trauma, your questions. Well, how does this pegging thing work? I've been reading about the Prince of Pegan. Makes my butt sweat. I don't know. Anyway, you could have a question, or you could just want to have phone sex. That's okay, too. It's we therapy. will do that. We consider that a form of therapy. It certainly doesn't hurt anybody, unless you're running up your mom's bill on her credit card. That's no, no good. No, no, no. But it doesn't hurt anybody, all things considered. It's a way to channel sexuality that's actually very safe sex in terms of 
it never will transmit a disease, and in terms of if you do have problematic fantasies, be they amosexual or anything non-consensual, then you can play those out on the phone with somebody and not hurt anybody. And we certainly believe in helping our conservative, our MAGA clients. Many of our clients are in the south of these United States and in the Midwest. And they often disagree with me politically, although I'm thinking also of this gentleman who told me all about how he was a strong Republican, supported Trump, but during Trump's administration, I guess it was in the thick of the Black Lives Matter movement, he really got involved with some black men. He already had that as a fantasy fetish desire. He'd been talking to me for a while that he wanted to be sexual with African-American men. And this was like an opening to doing that in a way. And it was also an opening into a different type of politics. And he changed his politics and he did not vote for Trump in 2020 because of perhaps a little my influence, but really I'm not trying to influence anybody about politics when I'm doing sex therapy, let me just say that. I don't force my politics on you, I'm not like that. But he told me that talking to these guys before and after sex, mostly after, they would talk about politics and he realized he shouldn't vote for Trump. And he didn't. So it is interesting how our sexuality and our politics can influence each other. And yet, I certainly do not hold anything against people. And I do feel that the kind of telephone sex therapy that the Dr. Susan Block Institute does is good for everyone. I will talk to Putin. I will talk to anyone that needs the help. And I think it will help. Thank you for your support, support of our business. And you don't have to worry. You can express yourself politically on my page. You can disagree with me. I might write something in response to you. I just saw this as I was starting the show. But I don't mind having an intelligent discussion about politics. I don't blame people on the right for feeling the way they do. I just don't agree with them. And I think it's important to be left, to be progressive, to be socialist, to be tolerant, to be liberal in the old-fashioned sense, not the neoliberal sense, not liberal with business, but liberal with your feelings, with other people's feelings, with sexuality. Reaching out to people who have less than we do. Absolutely. You that know. was the old-fashioned And, you know, I always, hear the, I always hear this thing about socialism and... You know, before we retired, uh, our bill for for uh, for uh, med medic medical help 
was almost $2,000 a month. And all these right-winger people say, oh, oh, it's gonna drive up our taxes. And I, I said to myself, Max, you fool, you're paying $1,700 a month. You could probably be paying $35 a month under social medicine. One last thing. You hear me railing against uh, uh, the Christians and religions and listen, you guys can worship who you want, how you want, anytime you want, anywhere you want. But get the teachings number one straight, okay? And understand who you're following. And number two, Get off my fucking grass. Don't tell me what I can abort. Don't tell me what I can read. Don't tell me any of that because it's none of your business. And with that, God bless you. Robert reminds us that the wealthy have ways to reduce tax through investments while the middle class gets taxed the most. Yes, of course. And they make the investments very easy to pass on. It's all in the family. We've been talking about family values tonight from the Prince of Pegging to the Sheriff of Beatings. So we're also talking about Trump, about sex being under attack from everywhere, from the supreme injustices, from the environment. Watch out for the monkeypox. Hey, it's becoming an epidemic up there in San Francisco. So I did a great interview, pre-interview with some producers that are going to do a show about public access on HBO probably but you should stay tuned for that and we got a free Assange remember war is started by lies usually peace can be started by truth and Julian Assange was imprisoned for trying to make peace through truth in journalism so my solution is be bonobo. If you like pegging, that's cool. If you like beating, well, get into consensual spanking, would ya? Try some telephone sex therapy. Hey, Dan's doing it. Somehow, he's a decent citizen. He's not shooting up the country. He disagrees with me, but I think our therapy is helping him to stay cool. I'm gonna take a little credit because I'm not sure how, but I can say a lot of right-wingers are out there. Some left-wingers are too, no doubt. Not as many, <laughs> but I have respect for you right-wingers that keep it together. And like I said, I've got clients who are total amosexuals, but do not own a gun. They are keeping it together. On the other hand, if you understand the danger do not support it politically even if you don't own a gun don't support it politically so they don't kill us all don't support censorship don't tell me what books i can read what are you a nazi well yeah that too okay. we gotta go we gotta go so and we won't be back thank for you two for weeks. having us i guess not we'll be back we'll, well be enough. back don't put it that way well, well, no, I mean, we'll be back, but we're going to a... We're always every there. Two week. 
Yeah, yeah, we're here 24 hours a day, actually, That's right. at, at uh, FDRRadio.com. You can listen to the shows 24 hours. You can tell your grandmother about them and uh, all your friends and tell them it's a very nice show, a little unusual. Get pegged. If you like to get beaten, then make it consensual. If you're into that amosexual thing, then get some therapy. Make kink, not war. If you don't know how to do that, look on our site, drsusanblockinstitute.com slash kink. Or you can get kink therapy at 213-291-9497. Make like bonobos. We didn't talk too much about bonobos this time, but they make peace through pleasure, female empowerment, male well-being, sharing, and lots of sex. So make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight. Even if that someone is you. I love you. Whatever you believe, I love you. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you. No fantasy is too taboo. And help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.